Dear Founder, as you know, there's no blueprint for entrepreneurship. You wear so many hats, you burn the midnight oil, you pour your heart and soul into everything that you do. But without a doubt, the journey is worth every single second that you put into it. I'm Lindsay Pinchuk, host of the Dear Founder podcast. I say this because I've lived it for over a decade. I started my first company with $500 in my pocket and a baby in my belly. I grew it and I sold it all. This podcast is my weekly letter to you. We'll talk all things starting, growing, nurturing, and in some cases, even selling a business. Together with some of my closest contacts, I'm here to help you find your own success, whatever that means to you. The ride as a founder is the ride of your life. So come on in and join me for another episode that will get you one step closer to reaching your own founder goals. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Founder. Today's guest is someone who I met online in 2020, and while only a short time ago, I certainly consider her part of my network and absolutely consider her part of my female founder village. We can talk for hours if we wanted to, and I know that she always has my back. Kylie Peters is a serial entrepreneur, a national speaker, a small business strategist, an executive coach, operations consultant, brand marketer, and podcast host. She is on a mission to help 1 million women achieve financial freedom and build fulfilling lives. She is the founder of Brainchild Studios, an international award-winning digital content strategy agency, and Rain 9 an executive consultancy for women small business owners. In the name of supporting entrepreneurship, she also launched the Starter Kit, a series of online courses guiding emerging entrepreneurs through the steps of starting a small business. You can also find her on her weekly podcast, Welcome to Aloma. But for today, I'd love for you to come on in and meet my new friend, Kylie Peters. This is part two of our conversation. Part one, you can find on her podcast and we will link it in the show notes. So come on in. All right. Today and your founder, we have someone who I have so much admiration and respect for. I'm so excited that she's here. And just a quick little personal anecdote to get us started. I met Kylie Peters on a virtual panel that she was hosting during the height of the pandemic. She reached out to me, she asked me if I wanted to be on this panel. And of course I said, yes, it was for moms. And fast forward, we like kind of kept in touch, followed each other on social media. And the very first in-person event that I spoke at after, it's not after the pandemic, but after coming out of the height of the pandemic, I'm standing in an atrium and I turn around and there's Kylie. And We were so excited. It was like a very random occurrence. And I was so excited to reconnect with her and also to hear what she's doing today because she is a serial entrepreneur. And not only is she a serial entrepreneur who is the founder of Brainchild Studios and Rain 9, but her mission is to make 1 million women achieve financial freedom. And I couldn't think of a better mission to bring here to Dear Founder than that. She is also the host of an amazing podcast called Aloma, and I'm going to let her tell us her story. So Kylie, welcome to Dear Founder. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. We share a lot of very similar goals and uh, values. (laughs) Absolutely. And I always know that like I can turn to you for like, you know, support and connection. And I I mean, it's funny because we don't, we haven't known each other for very long, but I know that like I could call you up and like shoot the shit with you and we, and just make myself feel better in a second. I know that. So thank you for being that person. Well, that's what happens when we both show up. So unapologetically ourselves, right? Yes, (laughs) totally. 
So I want you to tell everyone what you do. And I want you to tell everyone about your two companies. Okay. Um, all right. So my, uh, my journey, uh, I, you know, not, not to derail too far, but I feel like I've been an entrepreneur since I was like really little, like when I was really young, my mom would always have us, um, create stuff and then sell it. Like we would put like flour in water balloons and sell those for like a quarter as like stress reliever balls. And we would like make beanie baby sleeping bags and all these things. Like I was, we were always creating something and selling it. And now as I've gotten into entrepreneurship, like knee deep in it, I'm like, Oh, that's entrepreneurship. Oh, I've just, thanks mom. I've been training for a long time. Um, and in college I got into freelance graphic design and started, you know, designing. So I've really been, been an entrepreneur in a lot of ways since I was like 18. Um, but the two companies that I'm running right now are uh, Brainchild Studios. So it's a digital content marketing agency. And I've spent like the last 15 or so years of my career building my career in uh, digital marketing. And so I started out in San Diego and then I moved to Chicago, spent about eight years moving around in Chicago from agency side to in-house side, doing freelance work, um, all kinds of stuff. And I've kind of dabbled in all all kinds of the, the whole, everything you can think about in digital marketing, I've touched it in some capacity. Um, and then I got to the point where I had worked in so many different places that I was like, you know, I think I can do this different and maybe a little bit better. And that was kind of where Brainchild started. And I really wanted to uh, create the company that I wanted to work for so I was sick of having to commute when all I needed was a Wi-Fi connection and a decent laptop. And so I really wanted to create that flexibility. And I wanted to do that for myself, but I also wanted to do that for the people I work with and the people that we work alongside and for. And so I wanted, um, I wanted my goal with Brainchild was to create a fulfilling, fulfilling career, strong family lives, and the opportunities for women to pursue personal growth at the same time. Now for me, as I've been running Brainchild, which will turn six in September of this year. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and it's been, it's been such a journey for all of the entrepreneurs out there. I'm, I'm sure you can all relate. Um, and I think that over time, we, we evolve as humans. <laughs> and so what I've realized is I, I took all of the experience I had as a digital marketer and started a digital marketing company. And now over the last six years, I've fallen madly in love with business strategy and operational infrastructure and tax strategies and all that kind of fun stuff. And uh, last year in 2021, I started an executive consultancy for women small business owners called Rain 9 And my goal in doing that is to continue to help women, especially women small business owners, build the lives they want for themselves. And for me, I really want to see women build financially stable and fulfilling lives. And I think entrepreneurship is one of the ways that they can do that. Not the only by any means, but one of the ways. And I think it's one of the most flexible and powerful unlimited opportunities. And so I'm taking everything I've learned in terms of my experience in entrepreneurship, my un insatiable uh, curiosity uh, to continue learning and I'm bringing that now to professional service-based women, small business owners, trying to help them find shortcuts to achieve success faster uh, so they can live better lives. Because I really believe, 
I mean, I truly wholeheartedly believe the world will be a better place when women have full autonomy over all aspects of their lives, financial freedom and stability included. So, you know, just doing my little part to help make the world a better place. Um, and then you had mentioned the 1 million, uh, and yes, absolutely. That's true. So this fall I'm launching the 100 club and the 100 club is going to be what I hope will turn into be the largest professional service-based women's small business owner directory and club. Um, and in order to get into the quote unquote club, um, you have to agree that from this point forward, you will help at least 100 women in your life find financial success or stability or create a more fulfilling life for themselves. So ultimately my goal is to get 10,000 women on uh, signed up for the 100 club. And then that impact is a million women. If you like what you're hearing on the Dear Founder podcast, please make sure you take out your phone, scroll down. Yes, please do it now and leave a five-star rating or write a review so that others can benefit from all of the amazing conversations that we're having right here. Every time you leave a rating or write a review, it helps someone else discover Dear Founder and all of the incredible women that we feature here each and every week. Thank you so much for listening. You can count me in. This is the first you've told me. So I'm I'm going (laughs) to tell you right now. But so I, I, of course, have so many questions. I am so proud of you. It's been really awesome to watch this evolve. And like I said, when I first introduced you, I came to know you first through Brainchild and you know, I remember when you kind of put it out there that you were going to be starting Rain 9. And now that I know, you know, through our more recent interactions, what you do and why you want to do it and really the behind the scenes to it. I love that you started Brainchild because you wanted to create the place that you wanted to work. Yeah. And now you are helping other women to do the same. And like that is, you know, there's just you and I both know because we've both done it, that there is just nothing more fulfilling than that. Thank you for calling that out. I don't even know that I ever like put connected those dots myself, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Like my heart is so a hundred percent to women business owners. Like, good golly. I just want every woman to make a shit ton of money and do good in the world. And And, it's almost as though like, you know, and, and brainchild is still, I mean, you're still running brainchild, right? But like, it's almost as if you started brainchild as your blueprint for what you can do for others. And I don't know if that's something, you know, that is that you realize all the time, but like that experience and founding this business is oh, yeah. how obviously you're going to help others to do it. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's an important thing to call out too for entrepreneurs and serial entrepreneurs out there. I definitely wouldn't be in a position to have any credibility to do this consulting work had I not gone through the ups and the downs and the super highs and the super lows and the employee turnover and the cash flow, you know, everything myself. But I think, you know, when one mindset I want to just toss out there for anyone listening is, um, this decision to pursue Rain Nine as an ex- in in wow words to pursue this executive consultancy, aka Rain Nine, was really challenging for me because Brainchild's my baby, and I felt like if I divert my attention in any way to something else, that I'm failing my baby. 
And I had this mentality of like brainchild is the start and the end. But over time I was like, well, maybe brainchild is the start. And maybe I have no idea where this journey goes. Maybe rain nine is not even like, maybe, maybe there's more, maybe there's something beyond there, but I just, it, I toss it out there for anyone in entrepreneurship, who's thinking and building and creating, like, don't get in your own way. I guess Let's talk, you, you said a word just now that I want to come back to, and that's credibility. And, you know, I think that right now we are in a place where, you know, everyone is kind of trying to sell something on the internet and, <laughs> and there yes. aren't really, you know, there aren't, not everyone's credible, right? No. And so, and, and you have a, a very credible background and you do a very good job putting out there. But what would you tell someone who, you know, is kind of stuck with like the credibility aspect and how do you boost your credibility and how do you make it so that others will buy from you and buy from you, um, you know, in a way that is like, of course, like an obvious, like an obvious, like, yes, yeah. of course I'm going to go to this person for that. Um, because it's really hard. I mean, I think it's really oh, it hard is. and, and, and like a lot of people are selling shit on the internet. So yeah. there's a lot of shit to be sold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of suckers out there that are going to buy it too. <laughs> yep. Um, no, but I think that's a great point. And, you know, I, I too have like digital products that I'm selling, but I hope that there's like, again, credibility behind them given my experience. But one thing that I would say is, I think if we can just lean further into our authenticity as individuals, it's going to go so far. And so there's two things that I've been kind of playing with that I think are really critical here. Um, There's this quote by Jay Shetty. Uh, I read um, Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty earlier this year. Changed my world. Uh, But there's a quote in it where he says, serve the pain you know. And that really stuck with me because if we think about it, from a marketing standpoint, we're all looking to differentiate ourselves, right? I get asked that all of the time. How do I differentiate? How do I differentiate every, there's so many of whatever business I run, how, how do I do it? Well, stop trying to be like everyone else mm-hmm. and do the hard work and look inside, go deep, get uncomfortable. Like I can't stress enough. Like I've been working with a coach for two years. It's changed my life. Uh, go inside understand what makes you tick and serve the pain, you know, because everyone has one. And when you can really tie your per your personal purpose and your business pur- purpose to the pain that, you know, and solve that problem and reduce that pain or eliminate that pain for someone else. And then tell your story as to why you're doing it. I, I mean, that to me, to your, to your question, Lindsay, that's a home run. That's a slam dunk. Like, hi, here's my shit. I'm going to own it. I went through this. I learned from it. And now I can help you. So you don't have to go through it on your own. Well, but that's the problem is that a lot of people don't want to put their shit out there. Yeah. And they're, they're afraid to put their shit out there because they're afraid that it makes them vulnerable. And they don't realize that the vulnerability is really what is connecting you to other yes. people and why people want to show up and be there. It's when you put the shit out there that's like the same generic shit that everyone else puts out. Why do you want to do that? You yeah, don't. it's ugly. Like, and I, I want to um, touch on what you just said, vulnerability. So earlier this year, I had the largest speaking engagement I've had thus far. I was in, in a room of 500 um, 
financial advisors, wealth managers, not typically my crowd, but a lot of like middle-aged white dudes. And here I am the youngest person on main stage, the only female the youngest by like at least 20 years. And I got up on stage and I was like, I'm going to connect. And I'm going to talk about how last year I burned out. Like I like fell flat on my face and freaking burned out. And I did it. And I was nervous. I was so nervous about it, but somebody came up to me afterwards. And I'm so grateful to this person for saying this. Cause I was like, I was nervous to go on stage and be that vulnerable in this group of people. And she goes, vulnerability is not a weakness. It is a strength. And I was like, damn, I'm so strong. <laughs> let's, let's talk about that though. Like you just said, like share the pain that, you know, and yeah. you, and you were just saying how you burned out and you fell on your face. So what happened? Oh, Oh man. Okay. What is the pain that, you know, the pain that I know, um, is I was trying so hard in 2021 to be quote unquote successful. Like I consider myself as a per- a successful human. I, I strive for success. I go, I go, I go, I'm going to achieve. That's just who I am. Um, and I had it in my head that success at the agency level was, more money, which meant more people, which meant bigger, 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 bigger. Right. And for those out there that want that path, good for you. That's awesome. I was striving for that path and then realized I hated it. Like I hated that path. That was not for me. And, but it took me the majority of last year to figure that out. Like I would say this started for me in about April and I didn't realize it until December. What was it that clicked that made you figure it out? Like, what was kind of that linchpin that was like, okay, like, I mean, so I I realized there's so many things like I'm, I just skipped like 27 chapters, but (laughs) in December, I realized I had this moment. So I'm getting married this October and we're not young. I'm 36 years old right now. And we want to have a family. And so I was like, okay, biology, let's just ask some questions. Well, we found out at the end of last year um, that we'll have to be, we'll have to pursue IVF. And then I was like, I just had this realization that if I want everything I want in my life, which includes having a family, I have to do something different to my body because my body is not capable of carrying a child right now. Like just physically the amount of stress. So I was like, okay, that was like hitting a brick wall. And so then I took a look at how everything was playing out. And I was like, scaling is not the answer for me. It might be for some people. Good. That's great. But it's not the answer for me. And the work that I really want to do is, is this consulting work and working directly with women business owners. Cause I have a lot of business owners asking me to do that already. And I'm like, Oh my God, I geek out about this stuff. And you know, gay Hendricks zone of genius and all that stuff. I'm like, yes, give me the spreadsheets and the financial projections. And let's talk about operating systems and how we can automate shit. And I'm going to geek out about that all day long. And I, and I, what I realized is my brain works different than a lot of other people. And I want all of those people whose brains maybe don't connect in the same ways to still be wildly successful. And I want to be able to help them. And so I started running some numbers, always going back to my spreadsheets. And I was like, oh my God, I'm working 12 to 14, 16 hour days. This cannot continue. And then I looked at what I was making. Last year, 2021 was the first and only year that Brainchild operated at a loss. And that was like 
heartbreaking and devastating for me. Um, and I was like, this doesn't, this isn't working for me. And then I started running some numbers for Ray nine. Cause you know, we are one person. We can always only put our time in so many places. And I was like, wow, I can make like five times as much money and work half, not even at that point, it would be like 30% as much. And I was like, so math and the numbers are telling me that, you know, I, I pull up, what is it? The dumb and dumber quote. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> so there's options here. And so I, I love brainchild. I love the business I've built. I love the team I've built. I love our clients, all of these things. And, you know, we are dedicated to committed, dedicated and committed to following through and making sure that we're servicing them in the best of our capabilities, but we are not taking on new clients. And that was a very intentional decision. And it was really actually quite liberating because when I, and, and making this decision, um, I had to make, making this decision as to where I'm going to place my time also resulted in me having to make some hard decisions. So we hired a number of people last year and they didn't get the opportunity to carry over with us into this year because of these decisions. Um, I mean, last year, again, I tried to rebrand the company like twice. <laughs> My team was like, Hey, uh, what's going on? And I was like, I'm just, you know, trying to find answers, just trying to find answers. And it was just like a whole shit storm of all these things. And it just, what I realized, and this has been a huge inspiration in terms of the work I'm doing now is if we're not clear as individuals, as owners, who we are and what we want, it's near impossible to build a business that's going to actually serve you. And that was my greatest takeaway. And so now I've built the, this infrastructure I call the DNA of success, the definition and alignment of success. Because truly we have to define success for ourselves first and then build our businesses to make those things a reality. So often I think we forget about the owner and we're just like, I'm here, I'm doing the thing, I'm doing the thing. And we're gonna grow and we're gonna add people and we're gonna do the things and now I'm working all the time and all the, and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you want? And I can't tell you, Lindsay, how many times I've said this to women recently and they either A, break down in tears because no one's ever asked that them that or B, they say, oh my God, I've, I don't know. I've never actually thought about it. And like, that is insane to me. We're actually doing a survey coming out in uh, shortly to, to just survey women business owners to see how many of them have taken the time to define success for themselves because I've got my theory and it's not a lot. Well, I love though that one, you're so open and honest about this because I just want to point out that that's Kylie walking the walk and talking the talk right there. Um, which is in, so important that for any business owner to to take that away from this conversation. Like you didn't just show up here and like throw out some bullshit. Like you just threw it all on the table. And and I think that that's so important to recognize. But also that you realize that bigger isn't better. And I think that is like so important for the people who are listening. And you know, I had one, um, I've had one other person on the podcast. It was a CPG founder who said, you know, I realize that I don't want to sell this company or I don't want to take on investment money because I like what I've built and I'm happy with the life that I've built being yeah. just this small business. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, and it's like, but I think it's so important to say that and that you are saying that because you said, I want to help women build lives for themselves. Yeah. And you, you had to do that for yourself first. Yeah. 
and we go going back to credibility, you know, that's why I feel compelled to do this work is because I've been through the shit. I freaking face planted so hard that my body legitimately revolted against me for four months. Like I'll spare you the details. It was not pretty. And I was like, wow, this is what stress can do to your body. And I don't want this life. This is not working for me. And it sucked. I mean, it was a lot of sleepless nights. It was a lot of pain, a lot of crying, a lot of questioning every decision I've ever made. But yeah, to anybody out there who's trying to figure out what comes next, because I've had that conversation with so many people lately, dig in, dig into who you are and what you want and let, and then figure out. And, and let me also just toss this out there. What comes next doesn't have to have a name yet. So often we're trying to label the thing that comes next, but guess what? It might not exist yet. And you get to be the one that creates it, but you have to be able to tune into yourself enough to at least find the ingredients and the parts to put it together. So what are some of the things that you're doing differently now as you're like for your business? I'm not talking about for you. Like as you launch your second business, what are you doing different than when you launched Brainchild? Boy, oh boy. So many things. Um, I say so many things because again, I'm so grateful for all the lessons I've learned. I wouldn't be in this position had I not. So I think one of the biggest things to call out in launching Rain 9 over Brainchild is is adopting an abundance mindset over scarcity. I like, you know, you read that and you hear that and people are like, oh, that sounds so nice. No, but like, it's, it's real. It's so real. When Brainchild launched, it was like, I have no money. I don't know how I'm going to pay for anything. I'll do everything myself until I can bring on somebody else. And then I'll like, you know, figure out how I'm going to pay that, you know, the whole, yeah. the whole spiel. And now it's like, and I should also call out that I've been doing this very intentionally. I didn't launch Rain 9 overnight. Rain 9 has been in that. existence for 18 months at this point in time. I launched it like on the DL in February of 2021. And I launched it at that time, just as a shell of a company to launch a passive revenue stream because I had an opportunity. And by launching that passive revenue stream, it gave me the cash cushion I needed to be able to actually go in and like start, start spending money and having other people do things for me. Like, for example, I have a podcast But I was like, I could either figure out how to do this and like piece it together myself, or I could hire somebody to do it for me. And I did the same. I I mean, that was an investment I made too, because I was like, I don't have the time to, I need to focus on the revenue that I can bring in, not that the podcast can bring in. But that for, at least for me, was such a shift in mentality because it's not, it's not cheap. I'm not going to lie. It's not cheap, but I believe in it. And so it's like, okay, I'm going to make that investment. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make this investment in a VA so that I can free up my time. I finally. So funny. I just hired one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I I'm in between VAs right now, but I just specific tasks. But to your point. Yeah. So I got to I got to toss this out there, too. I just relinquished control of my inbox. Oh, baby, it's been so nice. Like it's a game changer. So it's things like that of like, no, I don't need to be this control freak and know all the things all of the time. Like that's just insane. 
Um, so that's, those are a couple of things like the abundance mindset, um, bringing in people to take things off of my plate, like very intentionally. So I can really operate the majority of the time in my zone of genius trying versus the scarcity mindset, trying to do all of the things. Um, the other thing that I've been really intentional about is I have this love hate relationship with time because I'm always like, oh, well, time's the one thing we never get more of. And it's also the one thing that like nobody else has more of. <laughs> Like you're either buying somebody's time or you're being paid for yours. And so um, in an effort to try to compartmentalize how I go about things and also to couple it with what I've learned about myself. So let me take two steps back. What I've learned is I think that my greatest contribution to my clients, to the world at large, et cetera, is learning, staying curious, connecting dots in new ways and like big thinking and like infrastructures and all these things. But what I've realized is in order to create those things, I need large chunks of uninterrupted time. And I hate when people say to business owners and entrepreneurs, oh, well, you should take the weekends off and you should take the weeknights. Off. It's like, do you ever stop thinking about your children? No, you always think about your business. So what I've now done is I'm not taking meetings on Mondays or on Fridays so that I have this full four days to like have flexibility. And yes, I'll like go out and get lost in my garden. And, but I'm thinking and I'm listening to audiobooks while I'm doing it. And so now I've compartmentalized. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are like my client meetings and workshops and, and all that stuff. So I'm very excited about that and like really putting those boundaries in place to protect my time, which I will say has felt really selfish until I flipped that mindset to say like, no, this is really how I can best contribute. So I like own that. Today's episode is brought to you by Hivecast, an amazing agency providing high quality podcast production made simple and affordable. I hit the jackpot when I came across Hivecast as I pieced together services from contractors all over the web initially to help me with my podcast. Hivecast was everything that I needed all in one place. For just $500 per month, they not only produce and edit four episodes, but they also create the marketing assets. Emma, my account manager, is amazing, making sure that I'm on task and that we can schedule episodes regularly and by my deadlines. Honestly, the time saved working with Hivecast is worth at least triple what I'm paying. Their sister company, Fireside, offers other marketing services for small businesses, including social media management, Facebook and Instagram ads, search engine marketing, and so much more. Again, all at a rate palatable by a small business owner. The best part, there's no contract. You can purchase their services as needed on a monthly basis. Use the code FOUNDHER and save 50% off your first month of services. Give them a try. The decision to outsource this part of my business has surely saved me a ton in the long run, and it was the best decision I've made for my business. Those are amazing tips. Thank you for being so generous with those tips because I, I mean, it's funny that you say this, that you said what you just said, because I, a couple of Fridays ago, like took like a summer Friday for myself. I mean, it wasn't like a summer Friday Good for like, you, you know, but it was like, what would have been a summer Friday when I worked at cor in corporate America? Yeah. However, when I sold my company and I worked for the company who bought me, I they gave us summer Fridays and I would take them and people would call me all day. And it was really <laughs> fucking annoying. Yeah. And it wasn't a summer Friday. <laughs> Makes it hard. And, and I'd be like, well, can't this wait till Monday? Like we're not carrying diseases. Like, it, like, why can't this wait? Like, why are you calling me? I'm off. And 
you know, I myself now, I don't have a team. I don't, I'm back to being a solopreneur. You know, I have, you know, these little people help like, you know, the production people for the podcast and the VA, whatever, but yeah. I'm myself. And so I took the day and at the end of the day, I was like, holy shit, I didn't think about work once. And it was amazing. And then on Monday, I was like, oh, and guess what? My business is still here. Yeah. And it was, and it was fine. <laughs> like, I know I just haven't done that in so long. And it showed me and opened my eyes that I can do that. And, you know, and I've been telling my husband, he works for a corporation, but I'm like, you got to take your vacation days and use them. Like, yeah, because everyone needs a little reset and a recharge. Like you can't be working all the time. And not to take this and, and go morbid with it, but life is so freaking short, man. Yeah. Like, so, we, uh, we were just talking, uh, this morning, my dad was, uh, biking and got in, a got hit by a car and like, he's okay. But man, is that a slap in the face to remind yourself like, yeah, tomorrow is not guaranteed, man. And do you really, and, and I say this not as a preachy way to anyone listening, but I say this also just to myself, like, what are we doing? <laughs> Like, yes, the work we do is important. Don't get me wrong. And I, I love the work that I do. But at the end of the day, like, we need to be whole humans. We need yep. to live because it is such a gift. And and it's not guaranteed. Totally. No. So, I, yeah. I, I'm glad that you're saying that. Summer Fridays. And I yes. say this to myself, too. It's like, take the time. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Take the time. So I want you to go into a little bit and just tell us about Rain 9 and tell us how you can help my listeners. I mean, I have a, a community listening who can for sure benefit from your knowledge, both what you share on social media and your services. And I, I think half of the battle is that people don't know that people like you exist. I agree. <laughs> you know, and like, when I like I needed you during bump club. I mean, I wish that I would have known you during, you know, that point. Yeah. But so I want you to tell everyone what you do. Like, what do you do? Like, how can you like okay, what does it mean to 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 have executive consulting services? Yeah. Like just lay it all out. So there. we'll we'll do the word vomit version, not the packaged up pretty marketing lingo. Okay. Um, so at Rain Nine and Executive Consultancy, we primarily work with professional service-based women, small business owners. So think of that as your CPAs, your attorneys, your salespeople, your marketing people, your whatever, coaches, consultants, anybody who's doing a service for the business professional services people, right? Um, and what I do, we at Rain9, we do a couple of things. The first is the DNA of Success seri workshop series. And so that's a two-part series. The first is a virtual half-day workshop where I will do a virtual workshop for about four hours or so and work with an owner one-on-one, -on -one, go in deep. I'm also in the process of becoming a certified coach. So it's like a coaching consulting moment or workshop rather. And we're going to go in and we're going to ask some really personal questions. And I'm going to draw out of you what you really want and what your personal purpose is in life, not your personal purpose tied to your business which is always where it starts, but your personal purpose in life, because you will likely have another business or a nonprofit, or you're involved in your children's lives or whatever it is. Like, what is your personal purpose? So we're going to go through your personal purpose, the people you want to really impact what you want. And I mean, personally, what do you want professionally? What do you want financially? What do you want 
growth goals. What do you want? And then we're going to map it out so that you have a game plan and you're not overwhelmed and you're set up for success. Then we go through, how are you going to leverage your business to make those things happen? Because guess what? I would argue 85%, 90% of the time, you're, you can create those opportunities in your business. So we go into how you're actually going to do that. We also talk about your personal values and then how you want to show up in the world. So that's the first part. The second part is an in-person day and a half, sometimes two days, depending on the bulk of what we have to work with, a workshop where we talk about aligning your business success to your personal definition of success. And so in there, if you haven't already done the work on your mission, vision, values, goals as a company, we'll talk about that. Uh, additionally, we're going to get really, really clear on what problems you solve and for who. And so again, it's a, a slight tweak on like how people will typically talk about their audience, but I really want to get clear on the problems you solve and for who, because that gives you your marketing messaging as well. And then we go into the numbers, which is like really fun and nerdy for me and terrifying for a lot of people. So we'll go into productizing your services because stop creating customized services. Lindsay, that we've talked about this. That was the best <laughs> tip that Kylie gave me. And the minute I, the no, like you, you said, no, you have to say these are, and, and these are the services that you offer. And it was when you said that to me that I was like, okay, I cannot just put myself out into the world as a marketing consultant. Yep. I am a community builder who helps people monetize. That's what I do. And Boom. you were the one who got me to think like this. And then I was like, all right, here are my consulting packages. I have two. And here mm -hmm. are my coaching packages. I have three. Yeah. And yes, there's going to be differences in how I work with you because everyone has different, you know, yep. different, they're at, everyone's at a different stage, but mm -hmm. you forced me to sit down and to make packages so that I am not spinning my wheels, creating yeah. custom proposals for everyone. Yep. And you know what? The other thing too, is when you have those packages that you told me to create, you can take that package and make a like, you know, take 15 minutes and zhuzh it up and make it a little custom. It doesn't, you know, it can look custom without being custom. Yeah. Right. Like, yes. Yeah, and absolutely. Is, and it makes your but life that's so much easier. different than like sitting down and creating a, a three sitting down for three hours and writing a new proposal every time. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I know that if like someone asks me for something and they've told me, well, I don't need a website audit. Well, I'm going to take that out of the package. I'm not going to give it to them with that line item in it. I'm going to take it out, you know, and, and, but to your point to have that at the ready and at the go, and this is what I do. And if this isn't what you're looking for, then I'm probably not your person. Yeah. And be okay with claiming that because, and I speak from experience. I can't tell you every time I, I would go out on a limb and say every time that I said yes, with like hesitate, like, Oh, okay. I can figure it out. It was a terrible idea. It was terrible. A move. And so own what you're great at. And so we go through zone of genius exercise and everything own what you're great at and then package it up because people are lazy and they don't want to think and they don't want to do it for themselves. And you need to make the money that you need to make. Cause oftentimes what people don't realize is it's like six or seven different line items or expenses to do the one package service. And then they don't include that. And then they're like, well, why am I not making the profit margin that I need? Well, yo bro, because you're not covering your expenses. Right. So we go through all of that. We go through AGI, productized services, like analysis. And then we also go through financial projections. Another scary thing that people typically hate, I think is awesome and I geek out on. You have to know your numbers. You have got to know your numbers. And one thing, I just was doing this workshop in Charleston last week. Um, and this client 
she's amazing. And she has this huge grand idea and I can't wait to see her blow it up. And I'm with any luck, get to help her blow it up. But she's like, look, this is what success looks like to me. And I was like, okay, do you need to build the company to get to that size in order to make that happen? She goes, no. And I was like, oh, so what's possible? She goes, oh my God, so much less stress. And I was like, hmm, okay, so let's run those numbers and see what you really need to do. Because you, going option A, yeah, you're signing up to work 80-hour weeks. That's not what you want. Option B, guess what? That still gets you exactly what you're looking for and you work half as much. Yep. And so getting to name those things and run the numbers to see what's actually realistic and possible is so empowering. And then we go through, again, like the the values, et cetera. And then what I call your true specs, and this is kind of what we talked about a little bit earlier, Lindsay, people always asking like, what's the differentiator? And I call it your true specs. The, the thing that you uniquely believe to be true and necessary for the work you do to be successful for the people you serve. And at Rain 9, I believe that business owners need to build their businesses in alignment with their personal definition of success to truly live the life they want. So that's the DNA of Success Workshop Series. We're expanding this into a group series. Next year in 2023, we're launching this quarterly nationwide. So So it'll be a three-day workshop series. We're partnering with a tax strategist. So you get all of the nitty-gritty awesome tax strategies for your small businesses. Um, We also do some branding packages. And then we do an operational infrastructure either done for you or DIY so that you can really leverage technology to make your business run smoother. So we're, and we're also launching a few uh, like digital download products, um, including my handy dandy financial projections spreadsheet. I love it. I absolutely love it. And before I ask you my last question, can you just tell us, we're going to link it in the show notes, but tell us where to find you. And then I'm going to ask you my last question. Okay. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, is that my handle is just my name, Kylie, K-I-L-E-Y Peters, as well as on LinkedIn. Uh, my website, I've got kyliepeters.com, but uh, my company website is rain9, R-A-Y-N-E-I-X.com. You can also check out brainchildstudios.com. Um, and you can find me at kylie at R-A-Y-N-E-I-X.com. I feel like you are the best person to ask this question to. Oh, you've no done pressure. It not, you've done <laughs> it not once, but twice. But I would like for you to leave us with three things that a founder should take away from this conversation. If, if they're starting a business or have a new business or, you know, maybe even they're a little bit into it. What are three things they should be doing? Okay. One, I would say adopt an abundance mindset. There's more than you think there is. Two, protect your time. Use your time in the way in, in your as much time as possible in your zone of genius. What is the best use of your time and your talent? And three, know your numbers. Numbers actually, this may sound counterintuitive, but I think numbers actually create a lot of freedom. Because I will tell you when I shifted at the beginning of this year, we had a tough year last year. We made more, we booked more net new revenue in the first 60 days of this year than all of last year. And that allowed me to just breathe because I knew I'd already booked and hit all of my numbers I needed for the year. Such good advice. Kylie Peters, founder of Brainchild Studios and Rain 9. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for always supporting me and for supporting women and for just being so awesome. I adore you. Back at you, lady. Lady, thank you for having me. 
I don't know about you, but I am blown away by how many incredible takeaways there were from today's episode with Kylie Peters. It is jam-packed with so many tips and actionable items that you can take right now and steps that you can take right now to help grow your business. For today's takeaways, I will be sending them out to my email list, so make sure that you subscribe. And when you do, you'll also get a lesson every single week to help you grow your own business. But for now, I want to share my top five takeaways from Kylie in today's episode. Are you ready? Number one, when you're looking to service others, take a look at what you've done and done really well. Ask yourself how you can help others do the same. Number two, trust and authenticity is key when you're selling a one-to-one service. Lean into your authenticity as an individual. Stop trying to be like everyone else. Do the hard work, go deep, get uncomfortable, and understand what makes you tick and serve the pain you know. Tie your personal purpose and business purpose to the pain that you know and eliminate that pain for someone else. Number three, you need to ask yourself, what do you want? And really take control of that in deciding how to run your personal and professional life. Adapt an abundant mindset. If there is, there is more out there than you think there is. When you start to live a life of abundance versus living in a world of scarcity, big things start to happen to you, to your business, and to the world around you. Number four, set boundaries and give yourself the flexibility you need. Protect your time. Use as much time as possible in your zone of genius. Know and act upon what it is that you best do and use the time for your talent. Number five, know your numbers. You have to know your numbers to see what you really need to do to find the success that you want. Numbers create a lot of freedom. If you like what you're hearing, please make sure you take out your phone, scroll all the way down and click that five-star rating or leave a review so that others can find us. We have some incredible guests coming up. Make sure that you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify or wherever it is that you listen so you never miss an episode. If you know someone who wants to start their own business or who has their own business, please share this episode with them. I know they will be able to benefit from it. Tag me on Instagram or text it to them. I'll also share some of those to say thank you. Stay tuned for another episode of Dear Found Her coming your way every Tuesday and Thursday. 